0: Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Jack. I'm sitting here as always with my friend Chris. How's it going tonight?
2: What's up? Going good. We've got
1: Quite a bit to go over. A lot.
2: Yeah. Good bit of news.
1: Plug my merch. A little yeah. announcement slash Jack yelling at Chris for a few minutes. It's going to be fun. Yep.
2: All right. Well, uh, we need to just kind of hop right into it because yeah. we got a guest. We got to get there in time. Uh, so let's go.
1: Starting off with Pepsi backs, big or no desperado good lord desperado 2.0 trains uh guardians of the galaxy uh we got to see the trains for this this week um and honestly what kind of was a shocking like i you don't usually expect disney or disney parks to show you stuff in advance so seeing the trains was really cool
2: Mm. Um, yeah they look very comfy and they look very good as well just from an aesthetic point of view Yeah.
1: We still don't know much about this
2: ride. Launch spinning coaster. That's pretty much all we know.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that could be a million things. It's going to be Disney, so we know it's probably going to be themed to a hilt. I'm excited.
2: mm -hmm. New Gen Vacoma in the United States, always a good sign.
1: Yep. We need more of them, folks. We need more of them. Yes, we do build us some STCs and some Bermuda Blitz, please. Yes. Especially Bermuda Blitz. Like next year, please. Anyway, I, next-
3: I really hope so. <laughs>
1: it's it's going to be the, like the first half of next season is just going to be you and I, like we're going to open every episode in prayer that Cal Earth, that California, well, California reopens and Europe lets us back in. Yeah. So hope so. Um, next thing up though some good news out of cedar fair's earning call they are looking to open king's dominion and canada's wonderland
2: yeah i think i think canada's wonderland they've been trying to do this whole time
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh because that's like what their third or fourth highest revenue park probably third i think it's their second i think Knott's is
1: Knott's is 1st and then, then, then Canada's,
2: it, Wonderland. Cedar Point, Canada's Wonderland Canada's Wonderland are probably 3, 2 or 2 and 3. Um, I
1: think I think Canada's Wonderland is higher cuz when you look at the number of people that park services it's in
2: the
1: I think it's in the hundreds of millions.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. And then um King's Dominion Virginia, I believe bumped up their um mm-hmm. max occupancy or like, their limit. So, makes sense now. I don't think they were really planning on it before, but might as well generate revenue where you can, and that's the spot where I think they can now. So, yeah, Winterfest confusing. makes sense.
1: Yeah, a Winterfest, or, like, Taste of the Seasons, is that what Carowinds is calling theirs? I think so. That style of event makes a lot of sense. I think the biggest thing they're going to have to do make sure when they if they open they've got to be able to compete with bgw because the christmas event they're putting together looks to be really good Mm -hmm. um so i think i mean we're talking we're going to need a big coaster open i'm not saying i305 maybe dominator or twisted timbers or both would be nice um Mm -hmm. but
3: i don't know interesting yeah
2: Alright, uh, next news is some sad news. Kennywood removing four flats. I've never been to Kennywood and don't really know uh, which ones these are. I know I know what Baron Curve is, and I've heard that Kangaroo was kind of like a Kennywood classic. Now, a lot of people are very upset about this, and uh, I can understand why if these are classic rides that have been around for a long, long time.
1: Mm-hmm. I only got to ride one of these on my trip this summer. Um, I rode Paratrooper with my dad. It was fun it's a lot it was a lot like an enterprise um it was fun i'm not a person i'm not i didn't lose sleep over this at all um
3: and it was
1: it was interesting it's an interesting move by palace i think the one that i understand being upset over because i've gotten to ride one and they are insanely fun is baron curse because The CGA has one, and it was amazing. Um, Yeah, volcanoes, your run-of-the-mill enterprise. Replace it with one of these new ones from Larson. Will be good.
2: Or the Zamperla Endeavor.
1: Oh yeah, that would be good too. Um, Kangaroo. I think the biggest thing to get upset about kangaroo getting removed is that's where the park got its mascot. So. Oh yeah. Um, Again, it looked fun. I can't speak for it, but it's a sad day for Kennywood fans. But hopefully it's a sign of them wanting to add in new rides and all that so
2: yeah it makes sense because most of these are probably small flats that require quite a bit of maintenance and cost since they're older oh
1: without a doubt they all look like they had their own maintenance team to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest
2: so yeah it makes sense so next up we have some not so great news with uh The Wild Water West RMC Raptor, which was one of the small water park in South Dakota, now on hold. I don't think anybody is too surprised about this. Hopefully it still happens, but as of now, it's not looking too great.
1: Yeah, I think another sad downside of 2020 um, is that some of these really small parks are going to have to push back investments. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. RMC is going to work with the park and get them to a point where they can install and open this ride down the road. But it's off the table for 2021, it looks like. So all those Midwest trips we were planning, we couldn't just start pushing
2: those back. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a region that's going to add more and more every year anyway. So
1: Yeah, there's a lot of room for development there. So
2: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: but next, jumping back to the East Coast and the King's Dominion, we got some free spin track. And I think the track, okay, it's track. The support, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, this thing looks like it's going to be really well themed. It looks like it's going to, the jungle theme is going to be staying, which we've talked a lot about King's Dominion and theming on this episode and how to fix it. Um, yeah, if you on, want be, on,
1: There's a whole the episode podcast. called Fixing King's Dominion.
2: Yes. And if you wanted um,
1: to like hear our thoughts on it, go listen to that. And it was a really that's one of my favorite episodes I think we've done.
2: Yeah. But um jungle theming looks like it's staying because it's got green track, which I really like the shade of green, and then it looks like it's almost got like bamboo style supports so or just mm-hmm. wood. Yeah, yeah, it Which looks, that's gonna be super cool.
1: It looks super like it's like they said, it looks like they want to theme this thing, and to be honest. I expect them to, because it's a free spin. We know you did not spend much money on the ride itself, so please theme the thing. Right. Um, That being said, the other interesting thing that goes along with this is we know it's the only 2021 project Cedar Fair is doing. Um, All of their other rides and projects have been pushed back. This is the only one that's actually going to happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which so. is sad, but at least they're doing something. And I think everything will just get pushed back to 2022, honestly. Or maybe even 2023. So,
1: this is a very sad thought that just came to my head, and I want your opinions on it. It's like, okay. some well, I it's just ignore all the Florida coasters and realize that minus those, that will probably be the best new ride that opens in 2021.
3: <laughs> Pantheon.
1: Hey, yeah, it's true Pantheon, but literally Emperor just look at it, like, Pantheon. We've got SeaWorld, Universal, Disney. Silverwood. And Silverwood, I just look at Adventureland. That thing is not going to be Okay, we're t- <laughs> we're picking our which is going to be better? Adventureland or um the King's Dominion ones that we're talking about, and I can't remember the name of.
2: KD's um, for theming, even if Adventurelands ends up being a better overall ride because of the um. The how much tighter the turns are, but I, King's Dominion's because of theming.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's still when you just look at the number of 2021 coasters, it's kind of scary. More will like, come. Compa- I'm sure more will come, but it's inter. I think it's also interesting how many Florida's building it like how many? You've got Tron, Guardians, Velocicoaster, Iron Gwazi, wait, no Icebreaker. Icebreaker. Um I'm sure there's another one to be honest.
2: Uh for twenty twenty one that'll be it, and then we might get the B and M thing at SeaWorld.
1: Yeah, it's still nuts, like Coaster heaven down there next year. But moving moving on. This one. Uh interesting. It's always weird to see rides do like weird like stop in weird places. Drags are on its top hat. Rides valley. You've ridden this coaster. Yeah. I don't understand how this thing got stuck where it did.
2: I I don't know either. It must have been really, really strong wind, but we're talking about Wave Breaker at SeaWorld San Antonio, which, you know, I mean, it slows up, but not to the point where you're hanging there whenever it was riding normally back in last about a year ago today, actually around that are a little bit less than a year, but um, it slows up, but it doesn't fully stop. So there must have been some really strong wind or the launch messed up for something. Because that was just unusual.
1: It it just got perfectly stuck up there. And I find it really interesting because they didn't partial evac on top of that, like, big, that main hill, like, with fire trucks and pulled people off. Why didn't they just push it back down the thing onto the brakes?
2: (laughs) No idea. Like, I mean, it would have been cool to be on it, but.
1: Oh um, yeah, I don't know. This is just one of those weird things that's happened. That's like interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but next up, our last bit of news for this week, I had the pleasure again of informing the world about the stuff happening with Lightning Rod. Um, I just I'm making that my mission this off season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Lightning Rod is active construction. There was there were multiple cranes on site. Uh, throughout this past week, and they have taken down probably close to a hundred and something trees in the close proximity to the coaster. Um, if you ask my opinion, that is for maneuvering cranes. If you ask other people's opinions, that is for an extended layout. We really still don't have an accurate description of what's happening. But- that
4: maybe. Me- <laughs> <laughs>
3: <It's>,
2: uh, no. <laughs> Please tell me you didn't actually see somebody saying that. Oh, no, I've seen that. Oh, my gosh.
1: Would you like to know who?
3: Off, off air.
1: I, I'll give you a hint. Oh, no. Who? He, he, he you know, kind of executive produces this podcast. <laughs> You're dead?
2: <laughs> 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 Why does he think that? I, I, I want to hear his reasoning now
1: and you can ask him
2: later. <laughs> okay. But...
1: No, but anyway, so yeah, Lightning Rod Actions instruction um expect me to do updates throughout the off season, so yeah, follow me on social media and listen to the podcast and you'll figure out what's happening. So
2: All right. Well, now that was it for news, so we've got ride of the week and this is our last option for ride of the week. So I don't have to get the wheel up. That is Jack Rabbit at Kennywood. I haven't ridden it. Jack has. Go on. Ride that
1: forcefully tries to remove your soul via airtime. Um, we talked about this when we had John Mike on a couple weeks ago. We're going to talk about it again. I will never like, doubt an airline seatbelt again. Mm-hmm. Ever. An inch and a half of felt holding you and the person you've chosen to leave this world with, if it's meant to be an inch and a half of felt a little latch that a two-year-old could undo without thinking about. And you get thrown out of your seat so hard. You literally think you're going to die for a few seconds. And I'm not just talking like a brief moment. No, it's like a two or three seconds of.
2: (laughs) Yep. Oh, Pennsylvania.
1: So this whole ride is, per, like, if you the, most of the ride is boring. Like, you come out of the station, you make a turn, you go down a little dip, and then to another turn, and then another little dip, and up a lift hill. And then you're going, as you crest that lift hill, you're turning, and you start down that first drop. And everyone says the double down is insane. So you expect, like, it's a double down. So you expect both drops to be nuts. That first one barely does anything. And then you hit that second drop. And your life will change and flash and blink and it's over. hmm I love that thing. I would marathon that thing for that one moment. I would drive this seven hours to Kennywood for that one moment of airtime.
2: Yeah, I've heard about the double down. It looks insane. And I, I don't doubt how crazy it is. considering. It seems like every coaster in Pennsylvania is built to eject you.
1: It truly, it's not, I mean, I don't know how to just accurately convey it, because you thought Skyrush forcefully tried to remove you from your seat. This is a whole nother level. You thought Phoenix tried to remove you from your seat. This is a whole nother level.
2: I'm sure. It, it does look insane, but the rest, eh.
1: The rest no yeah, the whole the rest of the ride is like boring. I'm sorry. The rest of the ride is mediocre at best. It is Mm -hmm. such a good coaster because of that one moment.
2: Like Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely need to go to Kennywood. (laughs) I will say so it's my third phantom and and
1: it's my third favorite at the park, not having ridden steel curtain. I would put Phantoms definitely is my favorite, and then Thunderbolt gets the second place spot purely because it is just that much longer and is a the rest of the ride is really good. There's a ton of good stuff happening. Yeah. Jackrabbit for sure takes third though. I'm sorry, Skyrocket, you're good, but you're not that good.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um yeah, so that's my opinion on Jackrabbit. Uh, I love that ride. Yeah, I, I need to go
2: to more parks up in that northeast area. We're thinking about it next year. If there's Europe, or if not, then who knows?
1: Uh, oh, Jackrabbit. Okay, well, moving forward, we'll be back probably not next week but the week after with a new list of Ride of the Weeks. Um, if you got an idea for one, like a new like section of them, let us know. Yes. Um, ideas have, will
2: always be accepted.
1: Yes, ideas will always be accepted and probably always be bumped to the front of the list because we'd like to keep y'all happy.
2: Even if um, they're bad ideas, we'll accept even
1: them. Even if they're bad ideas. Sarah, I swear, if you send in something about us talking about T4 for four weeks straight, I'm going to get you. Anyway... Uh, next thing is TMP 2021 calendars. You've heard me talk about them. We're not going to spend forever. Get them while they last, folks. I'm starting to sell them a little bit more. I'm going to really start pushing them on Twitter and Instagram this week. So I apologize in advance when you see me tweet the same thing for five days in a row. I got mine. You should buy one. They're very nice. You got, you got yours. You got uh, a rollers t shirt. Hashtag rollers. on the team folks also if you'd like one of those if you want a rollers t-shirt let me know and we can hook you up because i've got a way to make it happen um join the squad yes join the movement Mm -hmm. i had someone message me today and they were like hey where do i listen to this podcast thing i was like well here's where it is you can listen to it on apple or you can listen to it on spotify and they're like okay also are you on team rollers or on team coasters and i said Well, Team Rollers, obviously. Of
2: course. Have they not seen your social media feed? I was going to say, it's like, join the movement, folks. So Yes, of course. Team Rollers all the way. It's a real thing. It is a real
1: thing. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, let me know. If you want a TMP calendar, reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram. Reach out to uh, the Twisted Travelers on Twitter, Instagram. And if you want a Rollers t-shirt, reach out Twitter, Instagram, same thing. So Mm -hmm. next up, Christopher. Would you like to tell the people what you've been hiding from me for two weeks?
2: <laughs> Alright, y'all. <laughs> so pretty much, uh, yeah, Jack's had a trip planned for like two weeks that he didn't know about. His mom had planned this behind his back with me and my family. <laughs> uh, this weekend, he's coming to Universal.
3: <laughs> I still cannot
1: believe this (laughs) yeah but now you've got hype yes now i am extremely hyped like let's just let's just rewind first off they planned this thing right under my nose they did it at my so i was at work the day they booked all of this and my dad was sitting in the car doing on the phone with chris's family while i was pushing carts actively around the car
2: uh, that's amazing. <laughs> we kept such a good secret. It was it was supposed to be held on to for later too, but yeah.
1: So in like out. in an ideal world, like we've recorded this podcast, and I still would have had no idea.
3: Yeah, but he does. Yeah,
1: I do. It's it's a thing. As I I, I learned about. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah, so the whole premise of it is it's my birthday is coming up this weekend, so that's the whole reason we're doing this trip. Um, they just weren't going to tell me about it until the night before. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Chris has been laughing at me behind my back for like two weeks about it's this It's like too.
2: almost every day he's texted me talking about what he's going to do for Either his birthday or Thanksgiving break And every time it was like something different That he thought He was gonna do But it always kept changing Yeah, He was so lost and had no idea I was just laughing the whole time It was really good entertainment For like two weeks Not gonna lie Y'all played me so hard Yes we did But now you get to come ride Haggard and Mummy and Hulk And Gringotts and all those Yep You can't so. be
4: mad
1: yeah. So next week, uh, I think we're probably just going to end up dropping format because we're doing two days park hopping at Universal. Um, also, that's why I've been pushing on social media so hard to either get me or Sarah to 1,000 followers by this coming weekend. <laughs> There's a slap bet to be paid, folks. Uh, I'm going to be there if, if something happens. I'm pretty sure she's just going to slap me to begin with, even if she doesn't get to 1,000 followers. I mean, we pretty much know you're going to
2: lose. So, hey, I have, have been well.
1: making steady ground. Have you? I have been making up some some ground. I'm at 866, um, and Sarah is at 8, uh, 925. Also, I think we should get her to make us two of these so we can wear them to the parks.
2: No. <laughs> Uh, you, be, i know you said very, it might be too hot to wear them but you gotta bring it just in case oh i'm so actually my
1: plan is to fly down in it on friday night um so if you just want to wear yours on friday afternoon
2: yeah and think like if we end up meeting up with sarah at any point then i think we may have to wear it so, yep, and she I, can wear hers
1: gotta get the we got to get all three of us. So you two have to stand next to me because you're gray and mine is orange. So, yes. So, okay. So that is uh, next week. Universal tr- uh, Studios trip. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Chris has apparently been hyped about it for like three weeks. I've been hyped about it since like mid of last week when I pestered it out of my family. Um, All right. Now moving into our second half of the show, we've got Matt from Print My Ride. How are you doing tonight?
0: Pretty good. How about you guys? We're doing good. good. Thank you for so, having me on here.
1: Oh, Thank you for joining us. <laughs> so Matt, I think a lot of, I think most of our listeners will be familiar with your work. So we'll have you start by telling us a bit about yourself. Um, so you're, uh, just tell us a bit about yourself, your home park, and then we'll talk about what got you into coasters because we all have to start somewhere.
0: Oh, absolutely. So yeah, my name is Matt Schmotzer. Um Professionally, I work at the Ford Motor Company in powertrain and engine engineering. And as a hobby, I love to love roller coasters for instance, but I like making models of them. So um, I guess my home park is Cedar Point. I've been going there every summer since I was like, two my parents took me there every summer i started collecting the actual cedar point souvenir maps back like in 1998 so i have a year map from 1998 all the way till 2020 of like the souvenir ones which is kind of oh, cool sweet. so i have every single one um at least 98 at least but uh so yeah so i, I have a lot of uh you know history there and interest there and which It's funny where my kind of roller coaster journey has gone, but essentially I started making models because the idea was to find a way to get into the industry. And I kind of looked around and I saw like Mike Graham, Chris Gray, and a few others that had made models that had since gotten interest from others. And then that's how they kind of made their leap into the roller coaster industry. And I thought, was this like four years ago, I was like, maybe I could give that a shot and see where that ended up. Uh, or would end me up, and it's been uh, a journey. Um, and I I don't know where it's going, but it's it's fun. It's cool, and I get to continue my interest in the roller coaster industry. So it's fun.
2: awesome. So um, let's talk specifically about the Invertigo model, which I'm sure most of our listeners have seen. Um, so where did the idea for the Invertigo model come from, and why did you choose Invertigo?
0: Uh, the Vertigo model actually started uh, as me just playing around with 3D printers. So at the time, I had three 3D printers, and I wasn't even 3D printing roller coaster stuff. I was designing, like, all sorts of, like, knickknacky things and just, like, functional 3D prints for whatever I was working on. And I kind of stumbled on um, the – well, I had no limits to – and I noticed that you can export all the data from it with the professional version. So I purchased a professional one. And I was like, hey, I can actually take like the, the splines, the rails, and all that, put it into SolidWorks, and then make track parts. And I was like, "Ah, oh, it'd be kind of cool to 3D print a few parts. So I, uh, I just started 3D printing a bunch of like little track pieces. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to make an actual model. And then i was like well let's just start small like let's and i was i wasn't even thinking about anything i was just like i just need something small that i can just prove the concept prove that i can 3d print track and supports and whatnot and then um so i was like okay let's let's find something that's small that would fit you know in like my room at the time and i was thinking i'm like well, what if i could 3d print this and see if i can make a little car run on it and then, you know how you kind of just start thinking about crazy ideas and how it just kind of yeah. turns into a, its own little monster. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make it fit on a sheet of plywood. I'm gonna see if I can make this work. So I just only picked on Vertigo because it was it was a small enough footprint that I could, you know, use it as a proof of concept. And I also just wanted to pick it because it's a ride I've ridden on or been on. And I think the challenge really wasn't really the, you know, making the track, making the train run, but just making the mechanisms work for the lift hill because it's a shuttle coaster. So it's kind yeah. of unique how it works mm-hmm. and it doesn't actually work like the real right at all but i was like ah let's just see if we can do it and uh it kind of took off from there so i just was i was just playing around with things and i did the cad design in solidworks posted it to reddit and i don't know if you guys know much about the cad software solidworks but it's owned by Dassault. and one of the employees there noticed my post on reddit and it was actually in the solidworks uh, subreddit and it was just like look I, I designed a roller coaster in SolidWorks and I'm like that is so cool uh, are you going to make it work and it like blew up into this whole thing like you have to make it work and, it, mm-hmm. and then about a year later I finally had it working reliably <laughs> out of a lot of trial and error so that's a short story of it well
1: that's the one thing your models have done that a lot of other people's haven't is your models actually work um, yeah. or at least the invertigo one does and i know there are plans to make some of the other ones work eventually as well absolutely i think every coaster enthusiast has been at that point is like we want to have a roller coaster in our room that we can go play with but you've actually oh, sure. found a, you've found the way to make that like an attainable dream for yourself and I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, like it, we'd all love to have one right there
0: absolutely and i actually grew up with connects and i'm sure you, really, you know every enthusiast has played with the Kinex roller coasters and all that and uh, i had like the screaming sir i even had the original one that was like multicolored and not really realistic at all and half the time didn't even make it around the loop but um the idea was like none of them none of them are realistic and you can go find coaster model sets and they don't look realistic they're not scaled and the thing with my models is the, the actual dimensions of it are actually scaled replicas, mm-hmm. which I think is more challenging, unique, fun, cool, everything. Uh, than you know, just like a little model you can go and make like out of connects. So or I've seen some people use like the the plastic tubing you can get the hardware store. And I, I think it's really cool. Don't get me wrong. And I think there's a lot of cool things out there that are, people are doing, but I wanted to kind of use this as like a, like a stepping stone to have, You know, you can design and 3D print these. Why can't I just design and just go ship it off to a track manufacturer and say, hey, this is what I want. Because essentially, it's kind of what they're doing anyway. So it's not too far out anyways.
2: All right. So from start to finish, like how long did it take to actually make this thing?
0: Um, There's been a lot of learning. So for Invertigo, I think I started it. Like June of like what was it twenty sixteen seventeen? It was like three years ago maybe. But yeah, I started like in June, and then I took it to Purdue in like August, September ish. But it didn't actually work then. And it started, and I actually completed it. It was like November, December. So it took half a year roughly to actually get it from like an idea to something that worked, and I could get constant videos of. And I think. I had an interview at Coaster One Hundred and One where we just kind of did a whole walkthrough of it, and that was in the middle of the winter. And actually, if you watch the interview, I'm like wearing all sorts of layers because I'm out in the garage and it's like freezing. You can see my breath, but um, yeah, it took about a half year.
1: Well, actually, that Coaster One Hundred and One interview was what actually originally turned me on to the project. And I remember my dad and I like were like, "Look at this! This is awesome." <laughs>
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. They, they were kind of following me, and there's been a lot of... like it was, it was kind of like just me posting on my Instagram like all the trials and errors and what didn't work, what does work. And then I was also posting on Reddit, and there was a lot of people that seemed to know a lot about model making that... Um, or, you know, as I said, they seem to know, but do they really? I don't know. A lot of armchair ideas were coming up, But I was taking everything and applying what worked and what didn't work. So... Um, and even uh, Coaster Dynamics was talking to me. They're like, "Okay, you should look at this. You should do all these other things." And I was like, "Oh, this is sweet. I'm getting like some interest from these guys." But, <clears throat> yeah, and then come to find out, work. But that—that's down. I the was going to say.
1: You, <laughs> so, weird random thing about Chris and I. Chris, do you want to just lift your laptop up a bit and show them behind your head? <laughs>
2: I got a whole lot of coaster dynamics. I got like thirty plus now. I, I pretty much collect them.
0: I don't know if you can see it, but can you see? Oh wait, I probably shouldn't show you that. Uh, and, uh, you can kind of see it, but I have like a whole shelf over here that has somewhere in the forties, forty narrow coasters. Yeah, right? it's funny because they give me every one that I design, so I think it's really cool. I love it. Actually, that's like half the reason I do it.
2: <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I love them. But I think the, the you best actually there is. Did I
1: hear that right? That you actually helped design them? Yes. That is sweet.
0: Yeah, we can talk about that too. Um, But there's also an ACE ACE Midwest conference with uh, with Jack. He's the owner of Coaster Dynamics, and he actually talks about kind of like how they approached me to do the nano coaster. You can find it's on YouTube. It's one of the ACE conferences with Coaster Dynamics, and it's like halfway through where he talks about those. but that that didn't come from the Invertigo stuff. They they approached me when I was working on the Steel Vengeance model, and asked uh, if I could do some of the design work for the Nanos. And I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? I'd love to. That's kind of like how I, awesome. I was slowly working my way into the industry. So, so excuse me. So yeah, um, at this point, uh, they aren't all released. But as of um. I think it was a couple weeks ago i designed my 50th nano for them they're up in the wow. 90s now so i hope you're collecting <laughs> hope you have uh, i am i have
2: <laughs> so much money to answer
1: that no he does not i have been in his room he's out of room for them <laughs> oh
2: yeah i'm running out of room i'm gonna have to get another shelf soon and i like i just got this one for more so it's getting crowded
0: <laughs> absolutely but that's the goal. They wanted to get one one nano per every ride out there. So, yeah. slowly yeah. going to take over the world.
3: All right. And uh, well, let's I'm talk a little bit sure about the Steel Vengeance just...
1: model. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on to that.
4: Yeah. yeah this so... thing.
1: I remember what, what... seeing this in person for the first time and being blown away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to know? Do you want it to is... know like, the story <laughs> of Pretty that? much, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Let's
1: start from the, with the story.
0: All right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, continue from invertigo. Um I wanted to get a picture of the actual model with the ride in the background, but I didn't know who to contact at Kings Island because um there really wasn't any like um you know public figure you could go and ask or there like you could go to their website for like info and email there and I think I sent like an email or two and it like went nowhere. It was just like actually I don't even think I ever got a response. So I was just like, Well what the heck? I don't even know who to talk to and then you know, you're asking about home parks, but I'm like thinking about Cedar Point. I'm like, yeah, it's all Cedar Fair. Maybe someone there can hook me up. And who is the most, you know, outspoken communication director guy ever? It's Tony Clark. So I sent him a message and I was like, hey, can you give me a contact at Kings Island? I want to get a picture of this ride uh, with my model. Um, and just Can you forward it on or just shoot me, shoot me somewhere? Like, and actually, I think it was just an email because you can look up his email pretty easy. And he goes, yep, okay, forwarded. Um, we want one. Uh, can you make us a model? <laughs> and I was like, uh. And when he said that, they had just announced Steel Vengeance. And I was like, oh, no, he's going to want me to do that one. But I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Which which ride? And I was like, oh, he's going to be that one. And he's like, yeah, do you want to do Steel Vengeance? And I was like, Yeah. And at the time, I had like, no idea what I was even gonna do, how I was gonna do it, or how big, small. Like I didn't know anything. I was just like, I, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, sign me up. And then, um, and then we were off and rolling. Um, there was, it, there's a lot of like fun little stories, and like I've only had like the the best time doing this whole project, then. and it's been it's been like an ongoing relationships. So I've just been so happy to work with these guys. Um. Like there was lots of talk of like the size and what it would do. Would it work? Would it be a static model? There's so many questions going around. And and I, I I was like, I have to make this thing work. I wanna do it. I wanna make it look good. I want people to like look at it and be like, holy crap, this is amazing. Um and it was funny because we were talking about the size of this thing and and I knew this was gonna be a challenge and this is gonna be really hard and I really haven't proved you know the concept of making working, working 3d printed models that well I have, I have i have a record of like you know one that works at this rate and what i did learn from that in every model i do make i learned something new of how i want to go make the next one but i learned from that one is the bigger the scale the easier it is to you know work through problems especially with 3D mm-hmm. printed parts the bigger it is it's easier just to get your fingers in there to see what's going on um you're dealing with friction you want to have just Bigger, bigger parts to work with. So, I think the original proposal I, I wanted the thing, like, like the footprint of it was like I don't even remember. It was it was ridiculous. It was like forty feet long and like twenty five feet wide and like twelve feet tall. And they were like, okay, Matt, where we're we gonna put that thing? Also, once you put it there, it's pretty much staying there forever. I'm like, well, you want to? You got like this biggest ride. Let's like break more records of having the big, the <laughs> biggest model of it. I don't know. So it was really funny because what it really boiled down to is it needed to fit in the museum. So they mm-hmm. pretty much told me, it's like, whatever you do make, it's got to fit through the front door. Um, and so uh, I'd say, I, I like to say we settled, but um, I was driven down to the size of, I think right now it's at uh, like 20 feet long, 15 feet wide and seven feet tall from the table. So, uh, and I used to know the scale, but it's been like two years, so I, I forgive me, I don't remember the scale of, of that model, but it is a scale replica, because here's the cool thing about that one. Um, when, we, when we went into um, our contract, so to speak, uh, I wanted to make it realistic. I wanted it to be a scale model. so I asked for like any engineering drawings, specs of the ride, and then they gave me the the wireframe for the real ride. And it was really cool because I could, I, and I had to do some learning too. But I basically took the wireframe of the real ride and then hit, I think it was like 130 second scale. That's like in my mind for some reason, but don't quote me on that. But I seriously went into AutoCAD and hit divide by 32, boom, and then shipped into SolidWorks and started designing. So the funny, cool thing that you can do with the model is, and as I said, I think it's 132nd. I, I, I'm sorry if it, that is wrong. But the cool thing is, is you go up to model with a ruler, stick the ruler there, measure it times by 32. And that's like the exact height of whatever element, hill, whatever you want to look at. So that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Um, I'm, so
1: I'm totally not stalking pictures of it online right now. I'm trying to look at the banner in the background. I think it says 140th scale. OK,
0: 140th. Thank you. I, I'm i sorry. I don't I don't uh, remember it off the top of my head. You're good. Um. You know, and you know what I can do. Also, I know you said um, this isn't um, video, but can you see my screen at all? Do you see anything? Yeah. Yep. Do you see pictures? What do you see? Yep.
3: Yeah. We see it. Yeah.
0: All right. This is yeah. This I can't read it either. Here's some other pictures. But um, the cool thing with this model is we 3D printed all the track. We 3D printed all the ledgers. And then all of the wooden structure is basswood. and okay. every individual stick uh, was cut and hand glued. This is my wife here, and she helped a lot. Um, but we cut glued, um, you know, adhered in some manner, all, all of the wood pieces. And if I remember correctly, there's over like 700 of the ledgers. That's like the steel parts that are glued. So there's over 700 um i believe i can't i should know this i should have did my homework on my own stuff and there's over uh 62 track pieces and the track pieces was uh also kind of a laminate like how um uh rmc does their track which which was a kind of like a interesting thing because i was learning as i was putting this thing together how to make it and there was a lot of Failures that came along early on in the process, where originally I was going to laser cut all of the, the running surfaces and all of the eye box. I was going to laser it out of acrylic, which would have worked if I had more time and I had like gauges, like RMC actually uses to make the track to form it. I didn't have that and I didn't have the time to go and gauge everything and make fixtures. So, what I ended up doing is 3D printing basically an upside down T which looks like an eye box. And then on the top we put the laser cut acrylic. But by the time I okay. figured all this out, they wanted to have, you know, the model complete by the opening, you know, opening day of when the ride debuted. And to make, you know, long story short of all the issues that we came, you know, and had to deal with, it wasn't ready at the time of the park opened. And I had to go to the park while it was open and, and try to complete the model. So, we, we completed it, and it, it, it didn't function in its entirety um, due to a lot of things. It was hastily put together because we wanted to get it up as soon as possible just because people were looking at it. Um, we kind of already missed a deadline. And what I've learned is that the, the acrylic would become really brittle on the track, and it wasn't the best running surface. And what the, what what i learned is if i could have done it again i would have made the running surface metal because i was laser cutting acrylic and in my mind i was like dude i should have done it like the real one and just did you know laser cut aluminum strips and then just use that well mm-hmm. come to find oh, okay. out that, last that makes year, sense yeah well come to find out last year they had to move the model because they're renovating the museum and they said matt can you come and help us move this thing and i said hey better yet can i come and retract the whole thing and kind of make the dream happen and, you know, work on it and make this thing actually work. And they're like, uh, yeah, cause you kind of promised us a working model. <laughs> so, so in the process of moving it, I started working on it, um, and retrash, so I'm RMC and an RMC. If you really want to have some fun with it. <laughs> Lightning um, rod. Yeah. Oh yeah. That actually, that's pretty much what's going on here. <laughs> so, so then now I'm, I'm, uh, and I don't have any pictures handy. Otherwise I would have shown you guys. Um, so what I'm doing now is doing what I wanted to do or what I learned how to do through this trial and error method of 3D printing the bottom and then using almost like a rivet, a, uh, uh, I think they're called wire nails. And you, you, you stamp it like right into the 3D printed part. So then you're not even using glue because the glue wasn't working either. And so now I'm in the process of retracking the whole thing, which is just slow. And we st- I started doing it in February of this year. But then the pandemic hit and they said, okay, no one can go to the park. The park totally shut down from February, I think, until June. So no one could even go and I couldn't work on it. And I'm like, oh no. But in that time I went and did other roller coaster things, which we can touch on later. Um but yeah, from February to June I couldn't work on it. And I was really bummed out. And then uh it wasn't until July, I think. What was it like fourth of July weekend when they finally opened up Cedar Point uh for just minimal amount of uh guests? Um right. they asked me to see if I could, you know, at least clean it up a bit and make it look presentable and continue the work. Problem is now like I'm also juggling a real job and I don't have like, that vacation time saved up and it became like a whole thing. So at th- At this point, we're at the you know the point where I'm gonna go retract it. I'm gonna finish it. it's just it's just tough juggling in a pandemic, my real work life, and then you know, you know family, friends, all that. So we'll get there. Yep. Um, I'm actually really excited for this off season because I'm gonna be going back and just finishing you know what I started and actually seeing stuff run. Um, I'm very, very, very optimistic this thing will actually run once we retract the whole thing because. I did a lot of prototyping with the aluminum track on um, little short sections at home because I, I pretty much sat there and I was saying, I'm like, how the heck are we going to get this thing to work reliably? And we're going to not really try to focus on getting a solution quickly. Let's just focus on getting something that actually works. And after doing a lot of testing and lots of scrap track, um, I landed on, it's basically a 3d printed base with an aluminum running surface and it. It flies, so I'm very optimistic it's going to work. Uh, and the cool thing too with the the, the metal running surface is I can load up the train with a ton of weight, and it's not going to budge. So mm-hmm. that's, that's another good thing. And that's another thing Damn. I learned is you have to have the heaviest train. And that's one of the things that you kind of learn with connects, but you kind of can't implement is because the heavier you make your little connects train, is the more the track flexes. Well, with this being like a real roller coaster you're not getting all that flex and you can really load up the train so that's kind of where where we're at with the steel vengeance model so it's it's still a work in progress um it's it's an experiment i like to say and it's really cool that that people can come and see how it's progressed and i think the people that really follow it appreciate the fact that it's it is an experiment so it's a, it's a prototype of its own and I think it gets a lot of respect for the size of how big it is and how much work went into making this thing um, actually happen so um it's it's cool to follow along and what I hope to do, and um, I'm planning to do is once it is done, I've captured hours of video footage from you know the very beginning up until now, and I hope to kind of put a little YouTube series of the uh the trials and errors and how you finally get to the finish line. So
1: that, that would be awesome.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Right, I I think
1: I remember... a, Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I think a lot oh, of people wow. want to see the behind the scenes. Um, even though I might not want to show all of the uh, colossal failures. Um, I think it's good to show the the amount of work that went into something like this. So eventually we'll get there. It's just, I want to wait until everything's done. It actually works. And, and then we'll, we'll kind of show everything. It's just It just takes time.
1: Hmm. Seeing this the first time um, would have been two weeks after Steel Vengeance opened in 2018. We made a trip up there and just deride it and everything. And going over to the museum, and at this point, I think it was still under construction in a sense where there was not a full circuit of track yet but even just looking at it like that it was so impressive because again going back to we've all wanted this roller coaster model and here is this one in front of us that is arguably probably one of the most realistic ones that will ever be built when you look at it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's probably, let's put it this way, I think it's one of the most realistic and the largest, because it's Cedar Point. They want the biggest, the fastest, the tallest, you know. And if it was up to me, a little bit bigger. But um, it, I don't think you'll see many of them unless it's, you know, something that's, you know, made by someone more crazy than me, which I'm sure there are people like that. Um, and I would love to see more. It's just, I know the amount of time that went into it. And there's on the banner it said, and this was at the time of when the model first shown. It, it said like a, a cumulative of two thousand man hours, or myself and my wife, or two thousand hours between the two of us on that thing. And I just can't imagine doing that again. Which is funny. Um, I'm still working on models, but um, that was definitely the biggest. And and there's a lot of talk of, um you know the fact that we glued every single piece of wood on that thing i wouldn't do that again i would probably cheat it and laser cut the support structure just because like it doesn't it just takes so like, to, I just, i'm going on a tangent now but just to glue one of the bents and not even the tallest one i'd say like one of the ones that was I don't know, like the third third hill so it's like ah maybe three feet tall just to glue one all together took about 35, 40 minutes just for one bent. And then when you oh. think about the ride, there was over 375 bents. And then you get very, very depressed or, you know, uh, not depressed, but unmotivated when you, you finally build one bent, you hold it up and you look at the clock and it's been like an hour. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just did one. And then at least for this hill, I still have like 40 more to go. So you kind of lose motivation really quickly and it's hard to keep the momentum. So if there's one thing that you really need, if you want to get into this is you need just discipline to keep going. Um, you don't need motivation or I know I said that, but you, you and I take back what I said, I guess, but you don't really need it. You just need discipline to just keep, keep moving, keep gluing or whatever. And that's why I think you won't see many models like that because, or, or at least people complete them because Hard, and I think the only reason I did complete is because I, 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 don't know, I got that self-created, you know, like I, you know, this is like my home park. Like I can't let these guys down. Like this is this is the real deal, and you know, you only get one shot, so don't mess it up. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
0: right. And then comes. A and I remember pitters.
1: talking to. Um, <laughs> I remember. And it's interesting you say that because we haven't talked to him on the podcast, but I got the chance to have lunch with Ann and Brian that did the system for the actual ride and <laughs> she's just telling me all these stories about how amazing it was to work on the actual ride, pouring the love in since it was her home park and still is and so it's I think it's really cool to hear you talk about that in the mini form too
0: oh yeah no that passion's there Not, like um across everyone that works on anything related all the way down to like you know ride operators and people working the museum. Um, If you go to the museum, there's there's uh, one of the Cedar Point staff. His name's Ken. He's always working and he he was there every day that I was there. And he was just watching and asking questions and really into it. And everyone that also worked, you know, like the the museum shift inside there was was always kind of rooting me on. And, you know, it's kind of like it's also a fun project because everyone wants you to succeed. And everyone wants to, you know, celebrate, you know, how cool that ride is. So there's a lot of that. And you can feed off that energy. And it, it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then yeah, it's also cool. Like, um, those guys, I think they're based in Ann Arbor, which isn't too far from here. Which is funny because I haven't really yeah. ever met up with them. I, I don't really need that many controls on a little model. But we do have Arduinos that run it. It's not a PLC system, but uh, it's everyone's local it's
4: kind
1: yeah yeah and so yeah the steel vengeance mile and i i know you've talked about and you're working on the retracks so i can't wait to see this thing run for the first time like that i know you like we're excited for it you have to be like miles beyond what we are excited to see it run
0: i'm not excited i'm just uh oh i am but i'm more of just like i i just want to be relieved like i've and It's funny too because a lot of people are like, Show us some video of it running. Like, I want to see something. I have tons of video of it running, and um, it is really cool to see, but the, but it never, it, it, it's never reliably completed the circuit. Like, I've gone it like two thirds of the way and it dies out because it's, it's, there's some other thing in the track, or there's something else that's wrong, and I, I don't want. You know, just to release that just yet because it's also kind of just building up the hype. I want to be like, no, it actually works, and not have all that. But um, I think I think it's beyond the excitement. I just I just want to move on from it. It's almost becoming like one of these you know ominous and things that are shadowing me. Of like, are you ever going to finish that? Um, How are you gonna How are you gonna deal with all these problems? And that's the other thing too is like, there's been so many things that I've never even thought of being an issue that have become an issue. so that that's kind of fun, and it is it is really cool actually to see like a train go around. And as I said, um, these are very heavy trains. And just to give you an idea of like the train's this big, maybe like it's probably the size of like a, uh it's like fourteen inches long, maybe like a, the size of a ruler or a Toblerone or something, just a little bit bigger. And the thing weighs like ten pounds, and you wouldn't imagine it. Like if you actually held it, you're like, whoa, this thing's really heavy because you have to maintain momentum. Well, if something happens where you know you lose an axle or something or you know, the little train kind of flies away, there's a lot of damage that comes with that, and it's kind of cool to see everything just blow up. But it's not cool for people to see that because then they'll get really worried. Um, but I'm also dealing with plastic, the real ride steel, so no need to worry there. Uh, but it, is, it mm-hmm. is really cool just to see the colossal uh, failures there. Um, and then what I've learned from it is yeah, you probably can't have a plastic axle. You gotta put some sort of fastener in there, or you know, like you just learn a lot of things that and and, and deal with it, and that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what it be, you know means to be an engineer too. you're problem solving. All right.
2: and then another thing, another project that you have worked on is larger scale train models with Raptor and Orion. So, as far as like difficulty goes, how difficult were these compared to like Steel Vengeance and, and Vertigo to make?
0: Uh, these, these, uh, here, let me see if I can get that little picture up and I'm sorry for people just listening.
3: Green. See it. All right.
0: It's interesting as I can't, I can't tell if you can yep. see it or not. We can just, see it. Do you see a Raptor? Let's put it. Yeah.
4: Yep. yep.
0: All right. So, um, this was, this was kind of a fun little, uh, it's kind of a side project, really. Um, I can't remember when I did this. Um, it was right after we finished the Steel Vengeance model, in the sense that it was a static model, and I was still trying to figure out why the heck I couldn't get it to work. And so, like, let's say it's tentatively finished, in the sense that we got all the. Uh, um, I think it died on me. Is that whatever. Anyways, we got all the uh, the track work done and and all that, and I was trying to figure out what to do, but. In the meantime, I had some, I guess not spare time, but I, I'm always doing something roller coaster related. So I was thinking, you know, why can't I 3D print an accurate looking train? Because remember I, I said, I always wanted to go bigger because you can get more detail when you go bigger. You can get more functions and, and do cooler things. And I was like, I wonder if like you can make this big enough that, that you don't have to deal with all these like stupid little problems with like, like the Steel Vengeance model, like if you look at the train, it was so small. It was actually like one car was the size of a Hot Wheels car, so it was like it was tiny. And I was kind of frustrated at how small the scale I was dealing with. So, uh, the Raptor model. And hold on, one second. Got some more show and tell for you. Here, here is the. F- front two cars and you can see they are quite massive yeah. and so I,
1: much bigger than I thought it was
0: <laughs> oh it's, it is huge and like the little restraints open up and everything the wheel bogies actually articulate they move you can actually take the wheel covers off I think I have oh no I have the bolt well whatever you, you can at least still see the wheel covers on but you can take the wheel covers off just like the real ride it articulates and everything and I have a full train All all the the remaining trailing cars are down in my basement, Um, but like I don't know if this helps. Like here's my iPhone and like scale. Like you'd probably put the phone into the thing, so it's huge.
1: That is so (laughs) cool.
0: And and so the idea here was just to see how much detail you can get in, not having to worry about the scale of these things. And um, and it's all three D printable. Three D printable, so it's all plastic. And the the cool thing about this, I guess, was it just proved that you can get as detailed as like the real ride, um, and and three D print it, and then and then the next question is, well, does it run on track? And I did, I think I, it's not really, gonna get pictures. I can kind of see here. I did three D print track that was huge, um, and it, it was awesome, and it blew everyone's mind that I showed it to, and um. I wanted to get it working but the problem there is you can't 3D print the track. You actually have to have something a little more robust because the the weight of this is also quite heavy, not as heavy as like a scaled down version of the real one. Um and a lot of people have asked like, "Well, could you make this thing work?" And I think the answer is yes. You could put bearings in the wheels and make this thing run just like a real like a real model. Uh the issue then comes to how you how you support the track and how you like you essentially have to lay a foundation and mount these things rigidly to the ground. And so I try. I I dabbled in it and then I I realized how insane of a project that would be. And I quickly was like, Nope, not going to do that. (laughs) It's like, no, but, but the cool thing was, is I, I, I had the train out there and I was like, you know, maybe other people can like 3d print this. So I put the, the design for the STL files on Etsy just to see if people would buy them. And, there were some people that went for it, but if we actually go to Etsy and kind of read some of the reviews, they were, they were mostly upset that if you wanted to put this thing together, you have to buy, you know, I think there's a couple hundred fasteners on this thing. And they were saying, oh, well, yeah, it's like $6 for the STL files, but it's like 50 to a hundred bucks in fasteners, depending on where you go. And so I got a lot of flack for that. And I was like, okay, are you reviewing my, my build of materials? Or are you actually... Reviewing the actual model itself or the, the CAD, I'm like, you don't even have to use the fasteners. You can glue it together, and it was just kind of like mixed reviews um, of you know people's thoughts of that. And while I was posting that and letting people buy or purchase that, I, I started working on Orion because the the ride was about to debut, and I thought it'd be cool to have a 3D printed version of this. And I don't have it handy. It's actually downstairs. That I have all the cars and. I think he's also big. It's the same. It's the same scale. Just to give you an idea of how big this thing mm-hmm. is, and and it was also really cool. And the idea was I could put the CAD up, and then people download the STL files. And this this was happening. I think what like last winter slash this spring. Isn't that everything blurs together now? Yeah, that, Orion came out this year.
3: Yeah, it was. <laughs> Let's um,
0: see. So so yeah, this this that's when I did this and um i never released it because i just there wasn't enough people that seemed to want it and what what people did want is they wanted the realistic looking train they wanted something big that was really cool but they didn't want to pay for a 3d printed one because it's expensive and if if i was to give you a price on like you know just like the front two cars of this just like with materials labor and hardware like i'd say it's like 300 bucks easy just yeah. because there's, there's just so much going on here and you have to pay for you know the equipment the 3d printers mm-hmm. the design work the engineering to put it all together and people are like oh that's way too much like i i can't afford that and you're 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 gouging people and i was like okay so so i kind of knew there was something there with the trains like i knew people were interested in having like a little model of a train but i didn't have a good way of um i didn't have a good way of showcasing you know how you could make or design a model and then you know sell it essentially and what i'm showing you guys here is i was invited to 3d experience world which is for solidworks and i do all my design work in solidworks and we had the two models there on display and, and the down here in the corner, you can actually see the full Raptor train and there's something wrong with this picture other than the wheel covers. If you're a real enthusiast, um, but you know, Raptor has eight cars, not seven. I got lazy and I didn't want to print out another one. And then I was about to print out another one. And then I realized my track section wasn't long enough. So I was like, ah, screw it. No one's going to know. Uh, only coaster enthusiasts would know. So, so yeah. Um, I, I took these around and I was actually at 3D Experience World and this was this year in February and I had non enthusiasts, like just like I guess you could call them GP, they were just, you know, actual engineers and designers that work in SOLIDWORKS and they're saying, These are so cool, would you sell these? And I'm like, ah, even these guys want them and they're not really even like coaster enthusiasts. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know of a good way to to make the these trains. But um and I forgot exactly how it came up, but someone said I should, you know, like laser cut them out of wood, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if you could do that." Because there's a lot of like companies popping up, like Rocker and u uh, Gears, where you can like put together like puzzle kits and everything. And I think they saw that I had laser cut cross ties down here for my wooden for my wooden stand. So someone mentioned it, and I was like, hmm, "I wonder if I could do that." So I went back up to the hotel room and I started designing a mini Orion or hyper Train uh, using like laser cut wood, and it kind of took off, and now we have coaster cutouts, which is essentially laser cut plywood models that you put together, and it forms a roller coaster car. So it that's and that's why these these served their purpose in being cool and showing what you could do with three D printing, and you know it's just some you know, roller coaster passion of how cool you can do this stuff. But it, this is really what led me to the coaster cutouts because I had all this feedback of how people wanted these, but I didn't have a good way to make them or sell them. Or, and if, if there's no money involved, it's, it's kind of dead end. Like if they're cool, don't get me wrong, but they serve no purpose other than being a cool display model. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and actually, I, in this slideshow, I even have it like the number one comment from 3D Experience Worlds, like, would you ever have a roller coaster train probably for sale? And I was like, Oh, well, I don't know. But I had a lot of experience with laser cutters, but I didn't have my own. I'm just going to kind of go through this little presentation here for you. So I went and bought I think one.
1: It dropped off of our, um,
0: oh no, know. that's okay. You can kind of under. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't matter because we have to talk to all the people out there that can't see this. So let's talk. Let's just talk about it. But yeah, with the, the the coaster cutouts, I had laser experience, but I didn't have my own. So I went and bought a broken laser that was missing a bunch of things, and I essentially bought all the parts to fix it up. I had to buy a new. Co two tube. I had to buy all sorts of things for it. I had to rewire it. Uh, this is just, for those that can't see. This is just a picture of me basically hugging my new laser. And then I went to town, just kind of designing all sorts of trial and errors of, you know, how the heck am I going to design and build these things? I think this is even a little video here, kind of showing me designing the Steel Vengeance train that just was debuted. I think a week ago at Cedar Point. That you can buy. In this those from their gift shop so i came up with this idea to have laser cut trains and at the same time i'm also working with probably one of the only and best uh roller coaster model company uh in the world which is coaster dynamics and i said hey guys dude can you help me distribute manufacture these things and they're like oh yeah so i already had the relationship there because i was working on the nano coasters with them and then now i Pretty much came up with my own product line, and from there, um, I could then basically slingshot myself past all of the, you know, marketing aspect of you come up with this idea, but then you have to get people on board. But the nice thing about working with Coaster mm-hmm. Dynamics is they already have the network. They already have the parks as a customer for for their product, like the Nano Coasters and other models this was easy in the sense that coaster dynamics is working with me. They can leverage my design capability and then I can leverage their network in manufacturing of these, these coaster cutouts. So this is actually steel vengeance version 1.0 or the first one I ever laser cut right here. And this is what I sent to them. And, the, and they were like, Oh, we're onto something. We got to make this work. So that, and that's kind of the, the birth of how coaster cutouts happened. It was me trying to figure out, like the problem was trying to have a a souvenir train that people could go and purchase. And you kind of got a cool thing out of this because you kind of get a puzzle to put together. And and half the fun is just building it. And say you could build your own little train. And then these kind of um, complement nanos in a great way where you can build the track, build the layout. Then you can go and build the train and you have that building experience for both the track and the train. So I thought that was really cool, and it's a great way for these to complement um, new rides, old rides, rides that don't exist. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of work, and as you saw, the concept came out in like when I was at SolidWorks World in February, and then as I said, I wasn't able to work on the model at Cedar Point because of the pandemic, because they shut down the park. So what am I what am I doing? Well. I was, I was focused on this stuff and trying to make this, you know, happen. And it's funny now that this has happened and I'm, I'm selling these at Cedar point And then at the same time, like, Hey, you're going to come back and finish that model. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm working <laughs> with a different department at Cedar point now. Uh, give me, give me some time here. And in 2020 has been a weird year, like parts, parks have had, you know, much reduced attendance. So I wasn't really dying just to get back and finish the model for no one to see. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to take advantage of this off season so that next year, hopefully things are a little more back to normal and then it'd be worthwhile. And just kind of manage my time um, accordingly. So
1: once, so over the kind of the middle of quarantine kind of tail ending, you were doing a lot of these through your Etsy shop. Um, Yes. You did. I think you had the BNM hyper slash giga four seat train, You did uh, PTC train, wing coaster trains, which were my favorites. Um.
0: (laughs) That one is actually my favorite, too. And there's a whole story behind that one. Um, And uh, I never I never released it because I just finished that one. It is my favorite out of all of them. Uh, Maybe not anymore, but at the time it was my favorite. And, you, um, you
1: tease us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
0: have to because it's true. There's so much better stuff coming. Um, but at the time, it was the best one, but the, but the thing was is by the time I designed that one, I think I, I, think I had like six or seven designed. and only, I was only selling three of them because I was also a one-person one operation where I actually had to draft my wife into helping me ship these because so many people wanted these. I spent most of my time out on the laser cutting these for everyone and not designing them. And I was also selling on my Etsy just because I wanted to learn what people wanted, what people were dealing with when they put these together. And I kind of wanted to have that knowledge when I went to go work with Coast Dynamics. So I knew exactly what the customer wanted and saw. And when I actually worked with the uh, Coast Dynamics guys, their, their only constraint was you have to take out the glue. You have to make, it, make these assemblable without glue or make glue an option where like you know they snap together, but you could glue it if you want to just to get that extra rigidity. So then we had to come up with the tab, uh, the tabbed parts. So now you can buy the same models that you get on the Etsy. But the cool thing now is they actually have branding from the parks, and you don't need glue to assemble them. And they come with a cool little s- display stand, um, which I don't have any handy right now. Um, no, I, I'm sorry. But essentially yeah they come with a display stamp form and then um uh you can get a whole train which is a whole nother story um so i'm just trying to think i'm trying to get my thoughts straight so yeah etsy that's where we're at um so i did that i just wanted to experiment and it was great um i had yeah ptc hyper uh Megalite, um flying corkscrew but I never released the corkscrew and I never released the winged one. And then there was one other one. I can't remember and it's not on my shelf. So I don't know. Um, I never released. And the, the reason being is because I was either cutting all these for people that had purchased the ones I did release or it is combination said that, or I was just negotiating with Coaster Dynamics on how we could work together. And as I said, there's only one of me and so much else else going on. And once we determined we had something, everything just took off. So right now, there's four you can purchase. There's the Hershey Park Candemonium, uh, Cedar Point, Millennium Force, Cedar Point, Steel Vengeance. Cedar Point, Millennium Force, Steel Vengeance, full trains with track display stands, which are so freaking awesome. And, and then huge. there's oh yeah yeah they're like this big it's it's massive I,
1: when the, my favorite picture of all of them was the one of the steel vengeance train sitting in front of the sign and that was the moment i was like oh my gosh this thing is massive
0: they, they are uh so the train is funny because i only laser cut one and i built it and it's actually um cedar points so they own it now it's like on display for them and that's actually what they use to take the picture so i, I cut one and it was like, it was terrible. It was like handing your baby to them. You're like, okay, here it is. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Um, and they actually wanted, that was their idea. Cedar Point said, can we get full trains? And at the time I had only done like lead cars and maybe one trailing car. I think for, for like the, the Megalite or the, the Millennium Force looking one, I had a trailing car and I was, I was dabbling into making expansions where you could get trailing cars to make a train but I didn't think there'd be interest in it because what you're getting, like when you bought these like off my Etsy store, you're, you're, you're basically paying for the engineering, the design work and then labor. Cause it takes a lot of time to cut these, which I don't think a lot of people understand or, or even know. Right. So, so I was worried that, you know, people would want these extra long trains, but then, you, you know, you're, you're cutting these things and it takes it's a long time, or at least for me as one person. Um, now we're working on mass production of these things and it, it and i never thought there'd be that much of a demand but see your point said nope we have to have them and i think they're doing really well i i don't i don't get like you know volume that they've sold and but what i do know is they wanted to do a limited edition of the trains i think there's 300 or 350 can't remember and it's not that i don't care i can't remember it's just there's way too much going on that i just can't remember
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um but they're, they're doing really well, and then once, once that's done, then we can just focus on the car. So if you, if you really want to go and get one, you probably should. I think they're really cool, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be doing those. And then the last one that just came out is at Kings Island, they have the Beast, which is a PTC six-seater, which is also funny because when I released the PTC car for my Etsy store, everyone was like, where's the six-seater? I want a six-seater. And it was funny because I had designed it, but I was just like, oh, you got to wait because stuff's happening. Um, and 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 you'll be happy. Trust me. It's just just wait. So so, so yeah, that was kind of like the secret there. Is I was working to get you know beast. There's there's a lot of them. You get, like just think of any six seater PTC, which is more of the classic and more common um, PTC style train. Like if you think about that and just be like, probably in the works.
1: Well, that's actually my favorite type of roller coaster train, just period. So well,
0: that's awesome you'll be happy it's it's here and it's there's many more coming.
2: I swear yeah. you and the other guys at Coaster Dynamics are gonna make me go broke. Uh, <laughs> yeah like uh, I'm probably gonna buy these right after we stop recording. <laughs> you really are really only The,
1: the only, only thing, thing holding me back from getting a full Steel Vengeance train is just I don't know where I would put it.
0: It's it's um it's quite long. It is I mean, it can fit anywhere in your house. I think well, it's like three and a half feet, maybe four feet once you assemble the whole thing. But I think the really exciting thing about the trains is the, the adventure of putting it together. I remember I had to put the sample for Cedar Point together in like one night. I'm like, I'm scrambling. I think there's actually an Instagram post with like all of the Millennium Force Train, Millennium train <laughs> sitting on a table and there's just millions of pieces. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, i got to go assemble all this. Um. So it, 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 it's, it is, it's just, it's fun. I would say you'd have fun, but yeah, where is it going to go? That is a big question. And then you can, you can get mad at me for it's like, well, why is the scale so big? Well, it's cause like the idea was to buy just one little lead car, not, not a whole train, uh, right. but you know, Cedar point, they want to, they want to do everything bigger, better, awesomer. And they do. Um, so that's how that came out. Um, well, yeah, I think when
1: my, Oh, go ahead.
0: Sorry. Oh no, I I just think there's there's a lot of positive momentum and I think it's kind of cool to have like a mini underdog story of how, how I've kind of gone from just making models to now I have like a product that people like, they can assemble, they can enjoy it, and then they can kind of keep it as a nostalgia piece for, you know, whatever emotional attachment they have for a particular ride. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not just limited to like the new biggest, baddest, awesomest rides. Uh, there's a few in the pipeline that you'd be like, oh, I didn't even know people would be interested in that ride, but I'm trying to tackle it. I just can't tell you what it is. I'd love yeah. to. That's why, I, actually, I was showing you my shelf over here. The cool thing about this is my shelf is also the coaster cutout graveyard of prototypes. And there's all sorts of ones that didn't make the cutting board, but also, um, cutting board, that's funny, but also uh, they're actually going to happen. So it, it's, um, there's a lot. I'd say right now there's four that are released, but if I looked at um, our list that we have, and not even just like copies. And when I say that, like Orion and Candemonium, they're like the same because all you're doing is a logo swap, so I, I don't count that. But as of as of a unique design, I think there's like 15 we're at. But you have yeah. to wait, and you don't know who it's going to, and you don't know because I won't tell you, but it will be really cool and I, I'm really excited and, um, and, and as, I, uh, as I said, you just got to be patient um, the other thing too is that the parks kind of decide what rides I have no say, it really comes down to what the park wants and, and, and you kind of just cater to their needs like as I said, Cedar Point wanted a train, they get a train um, when it comes to which rides, when they debut it, it's not me that's making that call, trust me if it was up to me, everything would be out right now but you know they have a, a business to run, and we have to respect that. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. just you got to keep that in mind that it's not it's not coaster dynamics that's calling the shots. It's, it's usually the parks and 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 when they want to release it. Like for example, I didn't even know uh, the Candemonium model was released until someone sent me a Instagram story post where it's like, dude, you you're, you're here in Hershey Park, and I was like, I guess so. I I didn't there wasn't an announcement. I didn't know. So that's kind of cool just to have people find out and sending me pictures of our product, and I didn't even know it was out yet. Yeah, yeah. it was cool.
1: Well, um, one of my favorite things has been watching your Instagram story the last couple days and all of these people like building their Steel Vengeance model. And there's a couple of people that I think are like painting them and making it there, look. As
0: yeah, here's a like, shout out to uh, what Park Paradise. He's staining, yeah. staining the wood. And I'm like, that is going to look classy. Um, I haven't painted any of them. I've seen other people do it. And I've tried to post um, those pictures on my Insta story just so that people can see the versatility of this product. Right. Um, some of them look really, really, really good. And but but I haven't seen anyone stain it. And obviously it's wood. You'd think that'd be like the first thing people want to um, play around with. Um, but we'll see. He, he has the full train. And as I said, it's an adventure, man. Like I don't think he's gonna be done. Uh, I don't even know if it's he or she. It could be she. I don't know if they are going to be done um, for the next few days here, but I asked I, them to keep me posted.
1: Yeah. I cannot wait to see that. Like when I, when I saw his thing initially that he was going to stain his I was like, that is what I would do if I got one.
0: Yeah. And I would, it's funny too. Cause like, this is like my baby. I'm like, so, so invested in it. It's like, like my passion to make these things perfect for everyone. I don't even have like, any of them like I have it's a I have the rejects it's hilarious like if I was to show you what I have it's like a steel vengeance that like looks totally different than what you'll see um in the marketplace um I do have the like the actual final kits but um I'm using those because I want to make YouTube videos of a tutorial just in case people have issues putting them together I've seen so many like nano coasters with like the brown um acrylic cover on them where it's like I know it's in the instructions, but people just seem to miss it. So I want to make a little YouTube tutorial just to show exactly how these go together and every step. But it's also more time, and time I'm doing that is time away from designing the next ones or the newest ones. And as I said, there's going to be some really cool ones coming out soon. And and right now, just because of the way, you know, ride branding, copyright is, you know, we have to sell these through the parks. So um, it's really great that the parks actually have online web stores that you can go and buy these. Um, but here's a little like teaser is that Coaster Dynamics proper is going to start having particular models for sale on their site. Um, so you can look into that however you'd like. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. And those models are also, have probably been some of the more challenging ones when it comes to design and creativeness. So mm-hmm. um, that's something to be looking out for in the future.
1: Awesome. well this is like more than we i like when we sat down and i messaged you earlier this week like hey would you come on it's like this is gonna be cool and then this is just so much more and it's so cool to hear all of that's gone into these
4: yeah
0: absolutely and you know like i said um with with with, with cedar point and everything you want to have like bigger better awesomer um why can't you just make huge cutouts Oh, oh my <laughs> <laughs> so for those that can't see, this is a coaster cutout cut on a four by eight foot sheet of one inch thick plywood. So the sheets that you oh. get in the kit, the sheets that you get in the kit are um are um uh twelve inches by six. And if you multiply that um was it by four? Um I can't do math. Dude, it's a Monday. I can't do anything. But if you blow it up i think it was eight times this is eight times the size uh you can have these giant coaster cuts so i actually had to get a cnc router to route this out um and it's you and then you can see me next to it i can almost sit it it's about the size of a power wheels where
2: did you even put that
0: it's in my garage why not
2: that's so cool i want one
0: there's yeah (laughs) yeah see i've only showed these pictures to a select few people um funny story here is i showed cedar point and they're like oh can you sell these and i was like no no no, no. this is like for like a marketing thing like to to, to you know advertise coaster cutouts. and they're like well we can't show this we can't show this and i was like why it's awesome they're like well people will want to buy it and we won't offer it and i was like oh okay so that's why you really haven't seen this like you just oh you, you want it like everyone wants it and it was funny because they were actually kind of serious. So like, how much would it cost to build these? And I was like, Ugh. well, in material and labor here, you're looking at 500 bucks at least because plywood, plywood's kind of gone up recently. And, and I had to sand everything, glue everything, put it all together. It's awesome. But it's also just one of those, like, way too big, way too – it's heavy. It's just a bunch of wood. But I thought you guys would enjoy seeing – Oh, the,
1: oh the yeah. Brandiness. That's fantastic.
0: That's I'll be, awesome. I'll be posting some pictures soon on this. As I said, I've just been busy, and I don't know when the proper time would be to kind of show something like this. But it shows that it's just cool and fun to to have something that you know, even though it's small, you can just blow up and have a have a crazy time with. So, right, um, uh, yeah, like it's 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 awesome. Like I love working on these things, and it it, it kind of takes a step away from the model making and like the working roller coaster models but at the same time i'm still celebrating roller coasters in the industry and everything and right. kind of having a, a way that people can also get involved build little trains that are uh based off their favorite ride so um that's that's the goal here i'm not taking a total like i'm not hanging up the model making um cape just yet i'm actually working on another working model that i'll start posting in the future but i haven't just because i've been focusing on on the launch of these these guys so hopefully this winter you'll see me go back to the working model roller coaster scene not just with steel vengeance but with an all all new model um that i hope just kind of shows what you can do with with like the, the a combination of 3d printing and laser cutting so i want to kind of do both technologies and, and and make a model with that the idea is to get rid of all of the human creation and go towards a manufacturability fabrication aspect because the cool thing with what i'm doing is i'm I'm designing the no limits and then and then taking that and designing that layout in solidworks the idea is eventually you could just take that and have a track maker make the track you're essentially designing a real roller coaster which is very small it's right. pretty, pretty much the same process that they do in the industry only there there's a lot more engineering requirements that you have to follow i just kind of you know wing it
1: you don't have to put <laughs> that, a person on yours
0: exactly i don't have to um follow the safety protocol
1: man that
3: that's awesome
1: yeah well i will start wrapping up here um with our last couple of questions
3: yes so kind you kind
1: teased at it with that and so we will i don't think you want to tell us about that yet but what's your dream model like if i if you said here's an unlimited budget go for it what would what coaster would you want to do
3: uh
0: and i probably people would get annoyed but i would probably do millennium force Nah, I good out,
1: answer yeah that's
0: I, good. I started working on it it's such a Midwestern thing to think but like a lot of, and I get a lot of flack for that too. they're like why is everything Cedar Point? And I was like because I love Cedar Point. I've been there like every year of my life. I have a great relationship with those guys and it's the closest park to me. It's also the roller coaster capital of the world. So why not just um, you know keep keep doing stuff that's Cedar Point related? A lot of people um, I think would appreciate the fact that you're going to have an emotional connection with some ride that you've been on or some park that you've been to or some moment at a park and you're going to want to feed on that. So I'm just doing the same thing. I I like Cedar Point and I really enjoy going there and I, I just, you know, it, it means something to me to go and work on something like that. So uh, Millennium Force is like my all-time favorite ride. I don't care; you can call it Millennium Forceless or whatever. I still think it's Millennium Awesome. We both love it.
1: Well, <laughs> okay. Millennium Force is my favorite ride at Cedar Point. It will probably always be my favorite ride at Point. So,
0: yeah, exactly. I, and like Steel Vengeance, like blew me away, and I was like, this ride's like bonkers and awesome. But it's like it's just the nostalgia of like like Millennium yes. Force was like that ride that like really just like made me go holy.
2: Yeah, and like if you were to build a Millennium Force model, that's the thing about it. With all the nostalgia, is it was so important to the industry, and just like it's got that classic feel almost. That even if you're not the biggest fan of the ride, you would appreciate a model like that. I think anybody would.
0: Absolutely, and if I did do it, and you said like it was like the dream one where it's like you got the budget, you got whatever, it's gonna be huge. Like it'd probably take up like a whole backyard. Like I just want to. make And as I said, I've learned that you gotta get you gotta make the scale large enough. To make it mm-hmm. work and be awesome and all that um someday we'll do it maybe If I have time if i have time that's a big thing if i have time in room or if someone has a spot they want it mm-hmm. which yeah. i think i've already filled up st- or i've already filled up cedar point with steel vengeance so i don't think they're going to want it <laughs> they'll be like oh this guy again
1: like, where <laughs> are we supposed to put it
0: <laughs> yeah i know right
1: yeah yeah well that's a. Uh... That it, it really—it's like you said—it's there's so much nostalgia associated with that ride, and there's really so much history for roller coasters associated with it. I mean, it feels like the obvious answer, and yet it's just it's so perfect.
0: Absolutely, like come on, since like roller coasters these days don't even have theme songs, like you can hear the commercial go off and be like, oh, Million Forest, where like you know, oh, yeah, you,
1: you say that and it starts playing in my head immediately. See. Name
0: hey, another um, ride that does that. Dragster.
1: Ah, yeah, it does. Okay, fine. Both I was starting legendary. to bring it back slowly, but those two are the first two that would pop in my mind. It's like, what's a song you associate with a roller coaster? Well Force exactly. theme song, and you're ready to go. Yep, it doesn't get more perfect than that. <clears throat> so yeah, so I th- I have a guess after we've talked about it, but what's your favorite park?
0: Favorite park?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like favorite amusement uh, park.
0: If it, okay, if that's yeah, I'm gonna redefine it just so I don't keep saying Cedar Point. Well, like if okay. you were to say, "Hey, you can go to a park this weekend. Where would you want to go?" I I like Kings Island, which is I guess I'm still biased a little bit to the Cedar Fair people, but you no, know, no Kings Island only because like my family would go there too. Like we do Cedar Point, and then, like every other year we do Kings Island, and it just so happens we go to Kings Island like during the middle of the week, no one was there in the middle of the summer. And everything was a walk on. And mm. I just have all these memories. Oh, just like here's one, for example. And this is why I, like, I love Kings Island because there was no one ever there. And we had this great experience. Like uh, my older brother and I, we went on Vortex 13 times in a row in the front row, and the ride ops never even let us. Like they, did, they said, just stay there. I didn't have to get up, walk around. They just lift up the restraints, put it back down, and we're off. And we did it 13 times. And that's probably why I messed up because my head <laughs> bumped around a little too much. Hey, but, I can
1: second that. So a couple of years ago, back in California, the ride ops on X two let me do it for. They let me sit in the front row for about two hours. I never left my seat.
0: I wouldn't either. That's yeah, so, was... yeah no, I'm right there with you. So, and that's why I would choose it, just because like I just had these cool, cool opportunities. If if you, and if you want to like, redirect your question, if I wanted to do like go to a park that I've never been to. I think in Energy Landia would be really cool to go and check out.
2: Oh yeah, we are uh, both hoping for next summer. There you go. I yeah. was
1: supposed to go this year, and we were going to go in end of August around the. It was actually going to be like the weekend of Hollywood night. So while everyone was riding Voyage, we were going to be riding Zadra, and it just didn't happen. They just never let us, or if they still haven't, we can't fly to Europe yet. But. That yeah. that park, that's something I never thought we would see. When I got into coasters back in 2015, you just never expect this park in the middle of a cornfield in Poland to say, we're building 20 roller coasters in like 10 years.
0: Yeah, they're going ham. It's awesome. It's cool.
2: It's ridiculous. They're going to be absolutely massive. Oh, for sure. It's ridiculous at the rate they're going.
1: Yeah. The, the I have a couple of friends that have been there and they say it's not only like the coasters are amazing and there's just so many of them, but the park itself does not disappoint on like an atmosphere and theming level.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah.
1: So, and then I, again, coming back again, these are like those, that question and this one, are kind of our staples. We ask everyone we have on, but favorite
2: coaster and, yeah, I kind of already said Millennium Force. Oh, yeah, Millennium
0: Force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go, Millennium Force, man. That is a favorite coaster, and I'd totally make a model of it. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, just nostalgia. I can't
1: blame you. I don't... I'm the huge photographer, but I, keep, I do a couple, like, graphic art pieces, and my wall over here are three of my favorite prints I've done. And it's the... Uh, Millennium Force, Dragster, Dragster Maverick. Maverick. So it's my, my awesome. Cedar Point Intamin wall, and my, I think the Millennium Force print is my favorite one. Um,
0: they look awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you can buy the Millennium Force cutout now, and then you can just say a little birdie told you that there might be a Dragster and Maverick one.
4: Hmm.
0: I mean,
1: hey, things well. <laughs> All right. This, this, thing's make, this makes things complicated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Let Hopefully, Cedar Point need... doesn't ask for trains, please don't. <laughs> i to
1: Even if I only got cars, I'm gonna have to find like they will have to go measure my shelf and just shove everything aside <laughs> yeah. and just put them there. I've
2: already got to get another. Might as well just buy everything now.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: Well, yeah.
1: well, tell everyone it. where. Yeah, tell everyone where they can find you on social media, uh, so they can keep up with all of these awesome projects.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me uh, at Print My Ride. So it's so on Instagram. That's ma- mainly what I use, just because it's easy to post pictures, and what I do is very visual. Um, but yeah, it's uh, at Print underscore My underscore Ride, and you can also find me on Facebook. Same same tag. Um, yeah, Facebook and Instagram is mainly where I roam. Um, I do kind of post things on Reddit on the roller coaster subreddit. Um, Yeah, essentially, if it's anything model related, it's probably me, but I go by uh, Feed Me Burgers. So that's me on Reddit, if you ever want to say hi. Um, Yeah, really just Instagram. Hang out there. I do have a YouTube channel. I really wish I could get more into it. The YouTube channel is uh, Print My Ride Detroit, I believe. I'm looking at my phone here trying to see if that's right. Um, And I like to post videos. I posted a lot of videos on how I do the model work from the very beginning. Cause that's where the hardest part um, is in my mind when it comes to the technique of how to make a model. So you can follow me there. I want to get more videos going. Um, As I said, I have tons of video footage of the steel vengeance model. Just haven't had time to go and make a a mini series on that. Um, I hope to get more of the coaster cutouts videos out there. I want to make a video showing me building the giant steel vengeance cutout so um stay tuned uh but for now i would say instagram is the best and then hopefully in the future i get a youtube channel going here all right so
1: well thank you so much for coming on chris and i've had a blast doing this yes um
0: you're most welcome
1: yeah so real quick for uh us make sure you follow us on social media at twisted underscore travelers on instagram and at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one on Twitter. We're working on it, folks. I email Twitter weekly asking them to change it. Um and yeah, stay tuned for that. Lots of fun stuff coming up this next week with our trip to Universal. So with that, we will see you all next week. And Chris, I will see you on Friday. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.